Hello, Screeders. It is nice today. Isn't it pretty interesting how much a nice day can affect your mood? I mean, I take vitamin D supplements, but I'm not 100% on them. But uh, knowing that you can just be outside and it's almost 60 degrees is certainly a boon to a good mood. But I don't know. What I do know today is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Verisimilitude. That is a hard word to pronounce. I always get tongue-tied when I try to pronounce verisimilitude. I agree. It was pretty funny. It was funny hearing Andy um, Goodman pronounce it with his Englishy accent. So, uh, yeah, I, I do try to do that in my games. I don't know how it comes off. I know, I think I had a great time a long time ago, if you remember Musket and Saber, where I really tried to get into the history and what was really happening and how your characters interacted with the world and adding some supernatural and weird here and there. Maybe I did in some. I'm not sure if I did. Um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was all perceived as supernatural, but it was just heroicness. Like the time where um, your character, Lachlan, jumped off a cliff and into a tree like Rambo. That was pretty awesome. That would make a great t-shirt, Jason Libra, where everything is a balancing act. I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know if you make or buy t-shirts or whatever, but I, I, undoubtedly there is one. Which reminds me, I need to order uh, one of your t-shirts. I guess I never got around to doing that. I don't know. Um, I don't know how long ago it was. Probably pre-COVID. Um, Pre-COVID and post-COVID. It's going to be pre-C and post-C instead of, you know, common era and BCE, right? I think that's what it's going to be now. Anyway, I hope... I, it looks, sounds like things are going better and, and are going well, so... Um, yeah, well, I have to talk about sales. I guess I'm a salesman now for um, high-tech, biotech to create uh, crazy mutant monsters or things. All right, Screeters. There's a couple call-ins from Carl Rodriguez, and I can now say the GMologist Presents podcaster. Congrats again on that. Uh, I try to listen to an episode here and there. I'm not great at it. Most of my time is listening to sales podcasts or crazy-ass Muzak. But um, as far as the T-shirts go, I I think I went through and got, you know, I don't know, 20 or 30 people who wanted to order T-shirts, and I never did it, but then I did order T-shirts, and... I didn't send it out to everybody. So I have t-shirts, some. I need another batch of them. Uh, Bill from the Minneapolis crew wants a hoodie because I also have a hoodie. And that uh, logo by Brasco is awesome. It's just an awesome Hobbs and Friends logo. He is working on a Gamerhood logo as well. So whenever that gets out, I mean, I think we all know CraigBrasco.com is one of the... Uh, great artists i don't great might be strong because i mean probably think more 
I think most people are going to think more of a uh, current like Poag or Mullen or Easley or, you know, just anyway, the person that I personally know who is a great artist is definitely Hawk and Craig Brasco.com. Uh, while I am babbling about that, let's get into the episode. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sat nap man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. Status report. I am flipping awesome. I mean, I got real life issues, first world problems, but I'm dealing with them really well as far as it goes mentally. I think, my, I mean, I have a new job. It's super slow. It's my own business, so no money is coming in if I'm not doing sales leads and I'm not getting a ton of them. I need to push myself and do a better job of creating self-generated leads and uh, my own marketing because I haven't even like changed my voicemail or changed my like job on LinkedIn or any of those things. So that's my own fault. If I wanted more leads, I mean, you got to make more leads, right? People want to buy from their friends if everything is equal and everything being not equal, people still want to buy from their friends. So here's a business tip for you all. If you want more business in whatever you're doing, get more friends. <laughs> Alright, a fun, awesome transition there from TJ Drennan talking about transitions. I'm going to start making my own. If you guys like them, let me know and I'll ship them to you. I don't know if I'll do a Patreon for it because I'm definitely not a professional guitarist and I'm nothing compared to TJ. Uh, but I can play a little bit of power chords or a little, little bit of whammy bar and maybe it'll be fun. Alright, before I get into the role playing aspect, let's talk about random screed and Hobbs and Friends and what I'm doing in the gamerhood recently. First off, I found I got like an email from Anchor where this podcast is recorded and it's calling Rapping 2021. The only thing better than Rapping 2021 would be Rapping 2020. We already did that, so things are looking up, people. Um, my first episode in 2021 was January 5th and it was called Poignant Moments. I vaguely remember people being confused about it and calling in, but uh, if you want to restart 2021 as far as random screed goes, go to the episode Poignant Moments and you'll start on January 5th. There were 29 episodes, 657 minutes. Um, I had three fans who listened to random screed more than anything else. I'd like to know who you are. Call in. Let's talk about it. I hope you're ready to listen more because I got more to say and it's not stopping anytime soon. You guys keep me going and that's the honest truth. Um, it got dark there pretty while, for quite a while on and off in different periods of time and I'd say 2021 is the least amount of time that I did podcasting shows especially after March when I moved out from my house but I'm back in my house and I'm getting things squared away so there's no question that uh, more Hobbs and Friends are coming out, more videos on the gamerhood. 
Um, I got more to talk about as far as that goes. There was a 61% growth on Random Screed in 2021 uh, followers. So that's impressive. That's almost crazy because I would have thought that the podcast had died and to see that the growth was that much in 2021, especially when I just look at the number of listens that I get compared to what it used to be. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like I say, I'm going to do this as long as it helps one person, but uh, that's crazy. And 39% of the listeners of Random Screed listen between 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. What's up with that? Anybody know? I don't know. Um, like I said, as far as Hobbs and Friends goes, I got I have a lot of awesome people coming up that all I have to do is schedule. And you guys are going to get them on Hobbs and Friends. I mean, those people are James Malashevsky wants to come back on and talk about his new project. Uh, George Strayton is going to come on and just talk about his life and awesome stuff that he's been doing. I want to get Todd the back from Hex Press. Um, so many people out there that I don't even know. I, I need to get Michael Curtis on. I'd asked him a long time ago. Harley Stroh. Um, just tons. I think I'm going to try and get Sean McCoy let him talk specifically about uh, Mothership again now that his KS is wrapped up and the things they're doing at Tuesday Night Games. So if any of those people or other people, oh, the guy who did Warlock is another guy I want to do. Um, I want to talk to Zach again at some point, and I'm also going to start doing a lot more bygone exhumations where I have a guest on and we talk about a game, like maybe their game and the mechanics of their game, as well as just getting to know the people like Hobbs and Friends. So if anyone's interested in any of that, and, hey, we're going to get the Librem Society going again, and we are going to actually release it as a podcast. I got Arlen working on my website, so lots of fun stuff coming out from the Gamerhood. Uh, for those of you who can't get enough Hobbs, yeah, you'll get enough. All right, next I want to talk gaming. All right, all right. I am a guy who doesn't really like to do character generation. It's usually a ton of options and I get analysis paralysis and they want you to have like a solid idea of what you want. It's the hero game syndrome. I don't even know. I mean, I'm not a, an optimizer for characters in any way whatsoever. I may have a basic idea once in a while and I just want to go from that and Get to playing. That's my strategy and my philosophy on role-playing games. I just want to get to playing. For me, character generation... <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Character generation is not part of the game. Uh, a lot of the building and stuff is something I enjoy as a GM, but as a player, I don't enjoy drawn-out character generation. So I created characters for two different games uh, relatively recently. Uh, the first one is by Gabor Lux. It's called Helvetia, Helvencia. And I almost hear no one talking about this except my baddie, Zach Pierce, is trying to get people to play. Now, we made characters, and we had a pretty good time doing it. There were only two of us. The game, I think, is 17th century Switzerland. So, and you are basically, you know, whatever you want to be, um... At this point, I almost don't even remember my character. I think he was a German scholar who is, you know, dabbling in the mystic. There's like a, a resurgence or a new interest in the dark arts in a semi-contemporary setting that isn't 
Call of Cthulhu, right? Because usually people automatically think of Call of Cthulhu when you're talking about that. But there's a lot of space in fantasy, um, urban fantasy, just almost anywhere, uh, Western, for stuff that doesn't have to do with Cthulhu but still is weird. Weird West or weird Switzerland or whatever, weird Victorian. Uh, it's not Rippers. It's not um, World of Darkness. It's just... There's just a lot of space for for that for all sorts of games within that uh, time span, and you know how I am. I'm really interested in setting and mechanics to meld for a particular feeling in a game. Um, I think that you can add those on as trappings in many different systems, but I don't know, guys. I'm still on the fence about it. Maybe that's a whole nother bygone exhumations. If you want to be on bygone exhumations with me and talking about system and setting and how important it is to create an aesthetic, let me know. You can call in, you can email me at hnfhobbs at hobbsnfriends.com uh, or you can catch me up on the Twitters at osrnhobbs. Anyway, uh, I made my character for Helvetia and then Zach ended the game because we couldn't find enough players. So, bam, bam, bam. Second character generation was for Jackals, and that is ran by the Geomologist Presents podcaster Carl Rodriguez himself. And if you want to hear him talk about the character generation from his point of view, head over to his podcast, as mentioned, Geomologist Presents, and see what he has to say about that. It's in uh, one of his recaps, and it says Jackals on it, I think. For me, I was surprised at how crunchy and lengthy the character generation felt. It was nothing like I used to mention when I was complaining about uh, Castles and Crusades and it took us eight hours for all of us to create characters and all that. Uh, we answered all these questions and like there's not a lot, eight or nine questions. We made our characters. I made a, um, a humble shepherd that had turned scholar really interested in uh, the old culture of the Zarharets which is the setting for the Jackals, if you use the setting created by its author, GM Defogi. If you want to hear more about that game, go ahead and check out my uh, podcast, Hobbs and Friends, number 71, where I interviewed GM Defogi. Uh, very good, cool guy. I really like that system. Or I really like the setting. The system, uh, I'm not sold on. Um, it's a D100 system. It uses OpenQuest. I've, I've heard from people like um, Pete and uh, Andy mentioned that on oh no, not on uh, Audio Dungeon, those guys had never heard of it on Gaming and BS some guys uh, I talked to Gabe Dibbing I think mentioned that it was uh, OpenQuest like I'm not real familiar with OpenQuest or even really RuneQuest or Call of Cthulhu or any of those games so for me that isn't really something I know um, all I know is that when I made the character and there are like five different sections of multiple skills and it's all percentile based and you have to roll under whatever your percentile is uh, to succeed, it's a lot of figuring out where you are and then adding so many points that are derived from your attributes that you have to decide what they are. I mean, it seemed like a lot, y'all, and I'm not exactly sure how that it all interacts. We, we only played for a little bit, but I really, really like the setting and hopefully the Clash system and uh, the D100 
kind of represents and recreates the feel of the setting that J.M. Defoge has created because it is flipping pretty damn cool and I'm curious to see where it goes. Alright, the other games that I played is I've been playing 5th edition World of Warcraft at uh, Kevin Madison's Dungeon Musings, which you guys hear me talk about a lot because at one time or another I've been playing multiple, like three or four or five games a week with Kevin. I haven't got back up to that because I'm trying to focus as much as possible on this job and uh, reacquainting and reestablishing my relationship with my wife, which I think you guys could see where priorities are priorities there. Uh, as far as my character, I am playing a Dwarven Hunter. So if you know anything about World of Warcraft, this hack of 5e is pretty feels quite a bit like World of Warcraft. Of course, we're trying to create that aesthetic for the game as well, but I mean, my hunter has a pet boar named Pepperidge, which everyone seems to like better than my actual character, hunt, my hunter named Wendell. But uh, hey, what do I know? Not a goddamn thing. Lastly, I want to comment on my new low fantasy gaming campaign called The Lost Lake. Now, these last two games that I'm talking about, they both use random encounters quite a bit. One of them I'm, in, I'm involved with as a player, and the other I'm involved is as a GM. So they're both sandbox games that are completely player-driven. Um, there's kind of a motivation that exists in the WoW game, but you know we can do whatever we want to do. And as far as the Lost Lake goes, uh, the Low Fantasy Gaming, I kind of put them in a situation, and now they get to decide what they do. It was, uh, it was posited as the conceit of the game, basically being they were part of a caravan that was looking for something, and they had whatever jobs they had in the caravan, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'm back. Phone call is over. So yeah, the Lost Lake. Uh, we finally had all four players there. We missed a couple sessions, mostly because of my technology issues, which are now taking care of everybody head over to the YouTube or the Twitch and catch up on session zero through two. And you can see what's going on. In the last session, we did have some fatalities. And I've been asking myself if I did the, if I did them wrong, did I do the players wrong? I'm not really nervous about the fatalities, but I want to use the system in the way that it was meant to because I haven't really seen it be that fatal yet. But, like, I maybe was using the luck saving throw more than I should have, and I should have shifted to the abilities and skills more often in some certain circumstances. Uh, but, you know, that's the cool thing about games, you know. There's different ways of doing different things, and the more you play, the more you learn. And I haven't been playing for a while. Um, but back to the semi-topic is random encounters and how they feel in those two games. As a player, I sometimes... I don't know, I get rubbed a little raw about not getting to wherever we're trying to get. Like, if we have a strong feeling about getting somewhere, it feels like endless rolls and random encounters stop us from getting there. But as a GM, the journey is the story. I mean, that is, it is this event of randomly and creating stuff that creates the story itself. It isn't the story of getting to places and doing things. It's the overall story. Getting to places is as much of the game as actually reaching the place that you're trying to get to. So that's a kind of an interesting idea that I haven't, I didn't really consider 
from both directions. So if anyone has anything they want to say about that, I would love to hear it. Lastly, I want to talk about my buddy Taylor's uh, blog, uh, Clerics Wear Ringmail, and his podcast of the same name. He recently show, did a little uh, monster entry at his blog um, for a race called the Hecht, H-E-Q-T. Maybe it might have been Hecket when he did it, H-E-Q-E-T. I don't know. But it's basically Frogmen. Let's talk about Frogmen. You know, what Frogmen do you know? Bully Wugs, right? Aren't they kind of the strong ones? And what about Hecht in general? Isn't there a Bialza Bagalabub or something in DCC is a evil frog-like visaged god of the swamp most often? I tend to use a lot of these types of creatures that have, are based off of animals, these new races or species. And that um, reminded me of an old story that was in... Um, it actually reminded me of an adventure that I ran pretty early on, like when I was maybe in my teens still. Might have been late teens, but uh, a Temple of Hecht, which was inspired by a story similarly named by David Drake in the second book of the Thieves' World anthologies, Tales from the Vulgar Unicorn, something about a god's fall or something. I can't remember. It's the second story in Tales from the Vulgar Unicorn. But... Um, he did a really cool thing about it, and there's a lot of leaping, and I'm really going to probably, spoilers for any of the players in the Lost Lake that actually listen to Random Screed, I'm probably going to uh, insert this race um, and go from there, because I really kind of love me some froghemoths and bullywug type stuff. Anyhow, that's got to wrap this up. This thing has gone on long enough, and i got to pee. Until next time, I leave you with the dulcet tones of T.J. Drennan. Hey, people, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Stay alive. You got a job to do.